0: Son, I know I haven't seen you in a while, and I'm sorry about that. Working a hundred and twenty hours a week keeps me away from home, but you've been asking me to save you a lot over the phone lately, and I feel uncomfortable saving you repeatedly without really knowing why.
1: Your father is right, Ness. You keep calling me long distance from who knows where. Just because the sound of my voice stops you from feeling homesick? and I keep hearing these other voices when you call me. You're too young to be hanging around with a strange girl, Ness!
0: Ness, I just need to know how you're getting so much money and why you have to deposit it over the phone. That's not safe, son, and I know we told you not to do it. I don't know where all this money is coming from, and I just hope you remember our talk about not selling your organs on the black market. The IRS has already noticed that a new account operated by someone in my family has opened, and I don't want that sort of attention, son.
1: Son, I'm just worried about you, and not in the usual motherly way. Ever since I swatted that dung beetle that followed you that night, nothing's been right. The punks at the police say you beat them all up, and then you beat up the police? young man. That is called illegal and I won't let it happen in my house. I don't care what reasons you might have. We do not beat up the police around here. The F.I.B. wants you now.
0: I heard you were getting free concert tickets to the Runaway 5, son. Any chance you could get your dear old dad one? Oh, and by the way, live from the internet, it's the RPG Backtrack.
2: RP gamers didn't expect much back in 95, except that the game would be in English, but Nintendo went way beyond that on this game.
0: The company may have given up making people care 15 years ago, but we haven't forgotten the effort they put in. I'll be
2: covering it's very long in the making sequel Mother 3, and we'll be taking your questions under the microscope, and a new contest is here, all this time on the EarthBound RPG backtrack.
1: and Jubilations. This is RPG Backtrack, number 12, titled Bound on Pickup. Today we're going to be talking about the fabulous game, Earthbound. But before we start, let me introduce our five panel of hosts and guests. I'm your first host, Phil Willis, aka JC Servant. And our other host, as always, is Mike, otherwise known as Ju Mason. How are you doing today, Mike?
2: I am eminently tolerable without being exceptional in any particular way. <laughs>
1: Sit around and just think these things up, or do you really just do that on the fly? I guess I'm just good at improv. Ah, and uh, we've got we've got uh, we got a couple of new guests uh, joining us today for the first time on the totally Renewed and revamped uh, back. What? No, wait. Tom was with us last time, right? Yes. Yeah, Tom yeah. was with us last time. <laughs> Welcome back, Tom. How are you doing now that you've been forgotten? Terrible. <laughs> uh, we love you anyways because 'cause you're. You're the only person in RP gamer who hates Final Fantasy twelve or thirteen or fourteen or whatever we're up to now. Um, that's correct. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about final Fantasy thirteen. I think we I think everyone did enough of that on on um RPG cast. uh Nyx joins us aka um um what's her name wait what Sam Sam how are you doing, Sam?
3: I am offended and hurt.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 late here in utah and 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 it was a long night at church it's wednesday i just I <laughs> no worries i'm <laughs> kidding i'm, I'm just, kidding I, I beg for thy humble uh <laughs> forgiveness um and 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 we have the um do we do we have somebody else or was that it
3: so we have one more me? body.
1: One, one more <laughs> me. Who's? Oh, Max! Max, how you doing, Max? Well, thank you. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Max. Uh, I want to take a couple of minutes just to 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 kind of introduce uh, the the two of you, since it's your first time on the newly revamped Backtrack. Uh, we'll start off with um, Max because I like his mm-hmm. accent. Uh, Max, why don't you tell us a, a little bit of uh, tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself here and what you do with RP Gamer, your favorite games and all that other fun stuff.
4: Uh, all right well um I'm a founder curator at uh, rp gamer F- uh, I've been for a year and a half maybe and uh for some time too i've been head of interaction for what this worth and for what I'm doing anyway uh so that's about it and yeah a favorite game i uh, I'd say something in between Final Fantasy six or the world ends with you one more for nostalgia, and the other one for what it's worth as a game. And yeah, that's about it.
1: Ah, well, I, I love I love both of those games. I I just love the soundtrack on the World Ends with You too. I love playing that on mm-hmm. my DS with the headphones on. Um, about the fan art section, I know that sometimes gets a little overlooked by uh, some of our uh, some of our audience. But I, I mean, I boze on over there from time to time. You got some really cool stuff. We want to tell us a little bit more about that because I don't think a lot of our people know about that.
4: Yeah, well, um, uh, what can I say? Uh, people send in uh, fan art. Some I, I accept mostly anything except uh, violence or anything that would be too, uh, uh, well, I mean, not family-oriented. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so people of all talent, all interests. Uh, I have uh, a comic that's been running for some time now. Uh, featuring Final Fantasy 6 And who does uh, that? Hmm?
1: Who does that comic? I've seen that
4: uh, A girl named Orinoku wow. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced But uh, she she has a website It's listed in the uh, this week's Artists, if you want to see more about them Her website Is listed in there uh, You can also view all the, the Comic history uh, From the fan art page And uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Every week I get a few submissions and uh, some pretty talented people send in stuff. It's very interesting. So, you know, everyone go and
1: check out the fan art section. It's very easy to find off the front page. There's a link right there on the left-hand side. Uh, yep. and, d- and if you want your... And if you're an artist, or you just want to be an artist one day, <laughs> draw us up <laughs> something, send it in to Max, and, and it'll be viewed by our millions and millions of website visitors that we get every single day at RP Gamer. So. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. There's, a, there's an
4: FAQ um, on the fan art page on how to submit stuff. It's pretty easy, just some... Some guide, guidelines to uh, to follow I remember that. Isn't, that,
1: isn't it called 48 and a half easy steps to submitting fan art?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Actually it's, it's more uh, three or four easy steps Just okay. enter your name and stuff, it's quite easy yes. really. <laughs> So
1: definitely check it out And also uh, first time up to bat here, uh, Sam how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing fantastic, Phil I've got my Mr. Saturn plushie And I'm ready to talk about EarthBound with you guys
1: <laughs> Are you holding it warmly? <laughs> oh, yes uh, So, uh, why don't you uh, tell our audience uh, That are new to, to new to our newly revamped backtrack uh, What you do on RP Gamer and, and your favorite games A little bit about yourself
3: Sure um, Okay, oh. I've been at RP Gamer for about a year and a half I'm actually pushing close to two years I started out as an editorialist Um, actually it was purely coincidental how it happened Um, I submitted one one editorial piece and I got an email saying hey do you want to join staff (laughs) that's our
1: that is our very uh, that is our very tough hiring process at RP Gamer I mean people think you can just waltz right in and get in the door but you really have to prove yourself you have to go through the hoops just like anybody else
3: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've now been the curator for about a year. I like doing you know editorials mostly because I get to see what kind of opinions people have and what kind of fangasms people are having and <laughs> it's uh it's pretty exciting and I mean Mike is my right hand man and he sends me a lot of stuff too, so we just we keep the column busy. I mean when I'm not doing editorials, I'm doing a bit of everything on the site i I do some of the in- coordinate some of the interviews, I do some news, I do some media work. I do lots of random things. Are you beginning to,
1: to have you beginning a flood of uh f- uh Final Fantasy fanboy stuff yet with the release of 13?
3: Not yet, but I'm anticipating it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> first come first serve.
3: <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you know, I'm one of the only staffers not playing Final Fantasy 13 right now, but that's because I've been so engrossed in Yakuza 3 that Final Fantasy 13 has been a non-existent, you know, thought in my brain. Ah.
1: Oh, I can totally relate to that. I, I unfortunately, have only had the, uh, been able to put in about three or four hours. I've just been so busy with my job and, and other uh, things that are pressing on my time. What would you say is your favorite RPG of all time?
3: Well, if most people know me quite well, and I fan-tote this one quite a bit, uh, Valkyrie Profile on the PlayStation is my absolute favorite RPG ever, and I don't think any game will ever replace it anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I got that on the PSP. I think I need to get around to that. Um, go ahead. There's only two games ever that have actually made me cry. Valkyrie Profile was one of them. What was the other one? Lunar. Ah, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I love Lunar.
1: Mm. Uh, are you getting the uh, the Lunar remake that's coming out? I reviewed it, it out? actually. Is it already out? <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I need to get out to the store once in a while. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was actually the reviewer for uh Silver Star Harmony. And what did you give it? I gave it a three point five out of five.
1: Ah, and what were your what were your main highlights on that real fast?
3: Honestly, um I love <laughs> the soundtrack. It was fantastic, it was revamped. Loved the characters, still loved the story. I mean, it's, it's a true classic. I mean, the only downfall is the fact that for me, the combat was just so ancient. And I was like, mm. oh, I just want to get through this. I want to go to the next plot point. <laughs> so it would be like, but you know what? It's funny. I, I mentioned the auto battle, but mm-hmm. I actually never once used it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm such a, you know, I'm so old school. It's like, I could use auto battle. But I'm determined to change it up every time I do something. That's so, right. you know, let me see what I can do here. Hey, I'm
1: I'm right there with you when when they came out with the uh, Dragon Warrior 4 remake. The very I I refused to buy it until I found out for a fact whether or not they finally implemented the ability to control every party member in battle. Because I didn't like the kind of forced auto battle that was on the original Nes cart. So that's pretty cool. Alrighty. Well, let's get moving on. Uh, it's now time to talk about uh, games from the past that are in the future or something. Blast from the recent past. <laughs> This week's blast from the recent past, there actually isn't a whole lot, we, and the blast in case you're due to the, new to the podcast, we like to review games or talk or discuss games that came out uh, this time two, week, two years ago. And since we only record Backtrack every other week or so, uh, that usually means we, we talk about a number of games. But uh, I looked a, I looked it up, and in the first half of March last year, there was only one RPG that came out. I mean, sorry, not last year, in 2008. <laughs> there was only one RPG that came out, and it was Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Rings, a fight for the DS. Fate. I mean, did I say that right? Anybody, any if you all happen to pick that up by chance?
2: Uh, <laughs> no. That was the time when I was busily playing through all the Phoenix Rites, so... I was very engrossed in that, and by the time I was done with them,
5: I didn't care anymore. (laughs) I didn't care anymore.
2: (laughs) What about the rest of y'all?
5: I checked it out. What'd you think of it? I I didn't really play too much. I thought it was alright. I mean, it didn't blow me away, but... Max or Sam? No, I I didn't play it.
3: Me neither.
5: (laughs) I think the biggest... uh, Um... Sticking point of that game, which I didn't try, was the multiplayer, mm-hmm. um, which I heard was probably pretty fun, but I didn't get to try it, so I don't know.
1: And that's that I I I didn't pick it up because that's what I had seen in the reviews, in, including our own was that uh the the multiplayer was the fun part of it and since i have no life no friends or anything else uh especially back then um yeah i didn't really check it out mike uh Aww. but if you <laughs> want to check out the reviews for yourself uh i mean it wasn't a, it wasn't a terribly bad game but i mean the general consensus was that in single player the ai that controlled the other party members wasn't great and uh and the multiplayer was pretty good, but Anna, Anna did a review, and so did uh, Mr. Cunningham. So you can check that out. Anna gave it a three out of five. Mike gave it a three point five. So there's there's obviously some good points and a couple of areas that could use some help. So that's all we had for blast for the recent past for this week. So let's go uh, let's go up to the. We got a lot to talk about with our with our game that's on docket this week. So let's go ahead and get to our game discussion. This week we're talking about Earthbound. Let's hear lots yay. of cheering. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yay. yay. <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> right. <laughs> Who grumbled? <laughs> Somebody's over
3: there Oops,
5: grumbling. Oops, sorry. I mean, yay.
3: Yay. <laughs> Tom, no grumbling.
2: <laughs> Tom, if you don't want to go yay, yeah, you can go woohoo. That'll do.
5: <laughs> My voice isn't able to do that.
2: Oh. Oh, uh, we'll forgive you
1: this time. It's okay. So, um, so Earthbound uh came out uh, around June of 1995 on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, and um, and uh, who would like to who would like to talk first? I wanna I want somebody to tell us what who bought it when it first came out, what they saw, what was the hype like, uh, w- what was going through their head when they purchased it. Who who wants to do that?
3: You know what? I'll start, even though I actually didn't buy it when it came out, but I actually have a good story about how I did play it. <laughs> <If that's okay. laughs> I have a friend, um, and I'm just going to give a shout-out to him right now. His name is Scott Douglas. He owns two copies of the game and was nice enough to lend me one. When I asked him if I could buy a cop- copy off of him, he said, No, I need two copies of this game. It's my favorite game ever. Why would you dare ask me to buy You know, purchase it from me I just kind of looked at him like But I loved it And you don't need two copies of one game (laughs) And Just, you know I am very thankful to him This became one of my favorite games After I'd finished it And I mean, I've only It's been about four years since I've played it now But, I mean It's one of the most bizarre games And in its bizarreness I mean, it all sticks in your brain all the weird and kooky things, and I mean, there are people out there, you know, who make, who've made a movie about Earthbound, who have done, you know, covers of the music from Earthbound, so it's clear that it's a very influential game, but I really hate my friend for not letting me have a copy.
1: (laughs) That was awfully mean.
3: I thought so, (laughs) but you know, some people are the way that they are. I guess so.
2: If he still does that, then all the game companies love him because he buys everything twice. (laughs)
3: I don't know if he actually has anything else You know, I don't think he has two copies Of a a bunch of other games But he got the one with the giant box And then he bought another copy that doesn't have a box But that being said, I have a Mr. Saturn plushie And he doesn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you win at the end of the day
3: That's what I tell myself
1: (laughs) Ooh, so, anybody else got a got a wild and crazy story, or just wants to go over their recollections on how they uh, got uh, Earthbound?
5: Well, I played it. I played it when it came out. Um, I never bought it, which I I regret to this day, um, because I was a, just a young boy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, so. But I rented it when it came out. Mm-hmm. But from uh, you know when you used to be able to rent games from. You know, video stores
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
5: And I just remember playing it And I was a fan of Final Fantasy at the time And I was just like, what is this thing? You know, it was like, it was so weird And it was almost like a, a parody or, or or today, it's almost like um, Something that you would see like, like an indie, just someone like make uh, In their garage, in, in their house or something, you know mm-hmm. But no, it was a full-fledged game And um yeah, I still kind of wish I had money when I was, like, <laughs> whatever, 10, or but no. How about you, see. Mike?
2: I rented it, that's mm-hmm. all. Uh, I'll let Max go first, because I did not uh, play it at the time. Maybe Max did.
4: Yeah, I did. Um, well, me, uh, back then, a friend of mine, uh, he's the one who made me play um, Final Fantasy VI first so uh, it was my first RPG and then he uh, would show me like games he would rent with his father and uh, one time it was Earthbound and mm-hmm. uh, I just remember he was pretty far in the game when I saw it first and you know when you try to run away mm-hmm. it's, it's it just says like Ness and his friends tried to run away and then three dots and did or but couldn't and it was just Um, like the stress of not knowing if they're gonna run away or not. Like you know, it's you're almost dead. You're almost finished, and then ended. Yeah, that was pretty exciting back then. Hey, I was hard, just, I was hard just to run away. yeah, it's hard to
1: run away. I was actually um, mm. playing it uh, playing it myself uh, to get ready, you know, to kind of prepare for the backtrack a little bit. And uh, yeah, you get into some, some fights, and you're quick. You can get quickly outnumbered. You, fi- I, I ran to this one guy, which is one guy by himself. I'm like, yeah, sure, I can handle him. He starts calling some help, and uh, on my next turn, I missed it. I missed on my attack, and he calls for more help. And, and next thing you know, I'm sorely outnumbered. So I'm trying to run away desperately. And yeah, you're kind of <laughs>
4: hurry up, mm. run away, run away. Yeah, and then uh, w- me and my sister we we tried to force um our parents to uh, to buy it. And we were quite lucky to have it um brand new for fifty bucks, uh like fifty percent sale in the Canadian tire. That was quite um quite a good luck to find it, really. I'm I'm quite happy to have it.
2: <laughs> so yeah, good. Good luck getting it for that nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Have Have any of y'all looked at the recent prices on the original Nest uh, Super Nest card?
2: Nope. Yeah. Uh, last I checked, it was running close to triple digits. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Take
1: a Take a look here, real fast. Um, let's see here. Go on to our good friend uh, Half Dot Com here. I like to go there to check prices. They're usually pretty good. Earthbound and uh, let's see video games earth brown minimum price for a quote-unquote good copy with a small tear on the stickers eighty five dollars for very good condition you're going to have to pony up a small 150 and if you want the uh, game card guide box and everything all in quote-unquote excellent condition you just have to part with 275 big ones
3: Wow. Yeah. See, my, uh, my local retro store, last time I checked, he wanted 120 just for the cart. And I was kind of like, you know, no. If you're giving me the box with it, sure. But I don't really want to pay, you know, 120 to $150 for Earthbound as much as I, like, adore it. <laughs> it's a mere bag much. of shells. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You know. It's just wanting you know if I had the money it'd be great, but I don't, and there's so many other games coming out that I don't know when I'd be able to replay it. That's being the other thing
5: you get two copies of Final Fantasy Thirteen for that
3: oh <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah I think
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I paid uh forty five dollars after my uh after the Amazon coupon, so well, it's not a bad deal um. That's- so I mean, let's just let's just real. I mean, since we're on the topic of money and whatnot, real fast. Um, if you didn't have it and you had a Super Nintendo today, how much would you pay for it, Mike? What do you say? Uh,
2: good question. You know, what, I'm I'm just gonna pass on that. I'll just go with my story of playing it for the first time instead, because I'm not very good at evaluating things anyway. <laughs> Um, and I had to turn off my phone Because I forgot to turn it off like an idiot <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I've, I bought it in the summer of 01 I'm trying to remember what I paid for it then Because eBay was a very different place then Uh, I'm going to say somewhere around 60, 70 But I'm not quite sure there and, of course, PayPal doesn't have records that far back, so I can't help get any help. But I remember I first started playing that um, right after the semester in junior college ended. And, gosh, something about that kooky game just stayed with me, and I played it more or less dawn to dusk for uh, until I was done. It helped, of course, that I had no real friends and no real reason to leave the house. Now, for, for, those,
1: for those people who haven't had the honor and pleasure of playing this, uh, this title before, uh, you, let's give them a little bit more detail. What exactly do you mean by cookie and all that other fun stuff? Give us, give, tell us about the game itself.
2: You want me to, or do you want this to be a shared discussion? Well,
1: start with you, and then we'll, we, you know, because this is this is really the big thing with Earthbound. Obviously, it's 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 its theme and its concept, and it's like, for lack of a better word, Cookiness works as good as anything else. <laughs> so, starting with Mike, and work our way around the panel here. We'll we'll start with Mike, and then we'll go on to, to Sam and Max and Tom. Tell us tell us what 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 stood out to you as cookie. What were some of those moments? What were the
2: elements that really stuck out in your memory? Well, let's see. I'll start with some of the things you fight. I don't think I've ever seen another game in which you fight a New Age Retro Hippie. <laughs> let's face it, people, New Age Retro Hippies need to be beaten up sometimes. Ah, uh, those darn New Age Retro Hippies. They're so hypocritical. They need to die. Or the most memorable boss that is named. Belch. With the very uh, good sound effect that does exactly what you would expect a boss named Belch to do. And then he comes back as Barf, and he still belches a lot. Or what else do you fight?
3: Oh, oh got- no, a skater kid! <laughs> got and a skaters. kid on a
2: pogo stick. <laughs> How about That's- those violent roaches? Man, those cockroaches mm-hmm. do not take well to, to home invasion. Mm-hmm.
5: See, what I don't understand is why the police can't take care of a gang of pogo stick kids hula hoopers and skateboarders but you can
3: <laughs> well it's
2: cause you're chosen Yeah, it, and a bug talked to you <laughs> yeah and also it's cause you have to beat the cops up yourself because they're corrupt or something
5: <laughs> whenever and of course I see a kid little, with a hula hoop I run away
2: and of course one little kid is able to beat up an entire police department no problem <laughs> how how about how about how about you,
1: Sam? What what sticks out in your mind?
3: Oh my god, there's there's so many different things. Just like eating burgers out of the trash can. That was a big one. <laughs> um, tasty. I love the fact that Ness's parents are so they're weird. I mean, what dad like leaves their kid? <laughs> Right, and says, I'll talk to you on the phone and deposit you money, but I'll never see you. Like, that's just cruel. <laughs> but, like, his mom would only just cook him his favorite meal, and that was it? She would be like, oh, I'll make you some steak. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And it's like, well, wh- who are these people? And why would you let your son be the chosen one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know what? Earthbound's craziness is, its it's brilliant in some ways. I mean, you have a you know, monk named Pooh who kicks total tush. You have Jeff, who is this, you know, this geeky guy who wants to get out of his boarding school, has no psychic abilities whatsoever, but damn, if he could use a rocket launcher like anybody else. And I love the characters. I mean, they're all just so fantastic. And yes, even Paula, who beats things with a frying pan and has what is considered the most useless ability up until the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and well, she while does. We're
2: tra- while we're talking about Pooh, we have to remember that his fragile dietary needs can't handle our crummy western food. So you can never give him hamburgers or else he'll, I think he loses hit points.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Oh my goodness. I, I love Earth <laughs> There's just so much bizarre. And I know I keep saying that, but I mean, it's it's the truth. I mean... Just kind of what you're tasked to do in the game. I mean, you're you're looking for these special monuments, and they all have like very weird little shapes. Like I think one's like a footprint, and um, I don't know, guys. What are some of the other ones? There was a footprint and I think a star. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think my favorite part of Earthbound, at least story-wise, and I do we do the spoiler discretion here.
1: Yeah, here on RPG Backtrack, we're sorry we don't but care, right? but we don't care whether or not you're spoiler sensitive. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> these these games are kind of outside the spoiler time zone frame.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, the best... Stat-
1: statue of spoiler tations or something.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, let's just say that for me, the best part of the whole game was doing the ending sequence where you become a robot and you go fight the final boss. And you just see little Robo-Ness with his little red hat and he's like waddling around to the final boss and it was just so cute and I love love Ness. (laughs) Go to someone else. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Uh, Tom,
5: would you like to go next? Uh, Yeah. um, What I liked most about Earthbound is definitely the dialogue. Um, It's probably the only dialogue of any game that really just actually makes me laugh. Like, um, you wander around the first town and somebody asks you, You look so helpless, are you okay? And I don't know, just lines like that just really. Like, people, the people make fun of you all the time in the game. Like, uh, your friend will be like, You know, oh, I'll see you when I get home. Oh, actually, no, I won't, sucker. And then run away. Uh, and I don't know, just, I just really think it's got really funny writing. Maybe the localization was probably done pretty good and. What's yeah what it, sticks out to me
2: just the box alone tells you that Nintendo put a lot of effort into localizing this
5: it seems like it yeah it, it really is funny and it's it's and it's it's not only weird but it's like genuinely like like funny uh and the things that all the people say
2: One thing that I've noticed is uh when you're fighting, enemies never just attack they'll slither forward or they'll growl menacingly or they'll bash you hard in the face or something like that but they never just attack
5: yeah it's a very verbose a battle system and it's it's often funny too you know things like will fall over they, no, nothing dies it like wakes up or so you know stuff like that it gets tamed yeah yeah, it gets tamed
1: yeah I, I can certainly attest to that in in my my brief time that i played i was very impressed of um grown up playing a ton of these old fashioned uh console style RPGs and by far Earthbound has the most colorful battle language out of all of them combined. How about Yeah how... like
5: it, in a, like if an enemy will miss it'll it won't just miss. Like it'll say like, oh the enemy fell over, it can't attack. You know, something like that'll happen. Something weird or strange.
1: Yeah, how about you, Mr.
4: Max? Well um I think it's the que- 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 Queer keenness of it I mean it's it's just funny And I've never seen another game That had the status ail- ailment homesick y- You can get homesick And it will affect your Your
5: Your I mean, battles yeah,
4: yeah it will affect your battles uh, Ness can start crying Or something I don't remember exactly what he does But you he- can get homesick So you have to call your mother <laughs> I, I think it's very interesting. <laughs> I mean and he, he's just a kid. I mean that's it it works. So th- that's one of the things that really stood up and I like like Sam said searching in garbage cans for hamburgers and stuff like that. It's just the spirit of it. It's 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 unique. I I haven't seen another game like that. Except maybe Mother 3, but but from, from some other developers, I've never seen anything like it. So, would and you... That's uh, hmm? Oh, did you go ahead? Did you have something else? No, I said, I said that's it. <laughs>
1: okay. W- would you all say then that d- definitely, the uh, since since this is what we've been talking about so far, but I- I- is the thematic concept uh, and and just how how f- far the humor is taken in the game, is that what the game is most memorable for? Or is it the combat system, the graphics? There's also the, the music score. I mean, those were all really great, right? How about some of the other elements? What What would you say about those? The music is
5: pretty amazing.
3: Oh, yeah, the music's fantastic. Um, got the Runaway 5. They have some of the best songs in the entire game. Um, what else? Um, well, there there is
2: that unique factor of you never battle in front of realistic backdrops. You always battle in front of something that looks like it came out of a 60s music video.
5: (laughs) It's very psychedelic.
2: Yeah, I was about to use that word, psychedelic. (laughs) I I feel like Sonny and Cher or the birds are about to jump out and perform a number.
3: Oh god, no. (laughs) Don't you ever say that again. (laughs) No.
4: And what what about the last last (laughs) bus music? Mm-hmm. The the Last Boss music, it's quite interesting, too. It changes over time.
2: Yeah, and the Last Boss itself is fascinating <laughs> because you never really see it. You just no. get lots of messages about how you are unable to perceive the true form of Giygas' attack, and then you get smacked with something. But that's about the most realistic an RPG has ever been when it comes to fighting what is really a god. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to perceive its attacks, and... They're beyond your comprehension, unless you can't really see it.
1: How how would how would you how would you say the visuals are? now? I know this is a, a nineteen ninety five game, so we're going to have to kind of you know go back in time a little bit. But uh, you know, were they were they really good for back then, and do they hold up well today?
5: Well, I have a question about the visuals. Maybe Max can help. Don't they sort of um, break the rules of art with perspective? Because at the way, like you're in a building, and each edge goes outward. Oh, am I, what am I wrong mean, about uh, that? Uh, yeah, like how um, you know, it's it's sort of isometric, but when you're in a building, it's almost like um, uh, it's hard to explain. Like how each line is going towards the outside of the screen rather than uh, being parallel. Maybe, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe it doesn't well, really well, matter. Well, the problem.
4: Is, well, the um the the problem, as you say, would be that they are parallel. Everything is parallel. It's it's isometric 3D, so it's it's not it's not a mistake. Well, it's not it's not bad, but it's it's a style. I mean, okay. there's no pr- there's no perspective. Actually, that's that's the thing. Is that what you meant?
1: yeah I think that's exactly what it is it's it's when you're in the buildings and stuff uh i i think it's almost the same outside too but it's it's easier to to see it inside oh, the buildings. No, no. there's no I perspective know, know oh, go ahead
4: yeah no i i i understand what you meant inside okay I always think about outside uh yeah i understand what you mean and um it's i don't know maybe it's just to to offer um a wider view i mean like if you stand in a room with uh, a wide view you, you, you would see all the walls whereas if you have like a normal view you you couldn't see the side walls is that what you mean?
5: Uh, uh, yeah I mean I just it doesn't really matter but I just wanted to sound smart and point it out <laughs>
4: <laughs> Well I mean it, like in, in Legend of Zelda for Super NES I think it's even worse it's like a top down view with a side view character you know, so I don't think Earthbound is, has such an issue with that, in my opinion. Yeah, other,
5: otherwise, the visuals are very, like, bright and very unique, you know, like, really the most, what, pastel visuals of any game I can really think of.
1: I mean, in some of the in some of the buildings, uh, you know, there's there's perspective. So, in other words, the further things are away, the walls kind of close in as they go off into the distance. But it's never really quite right, especially when there's other three D objects in the room, like the desk and stuff, since they don't really go into the they don't all exactly point to the center. It's the kind of what you do when you're drawing artwork. You kind of make everything go off into the horizon to a a point that's usually in the middle or off to the side somewhere. So yeah, if you're looking at it, you know, with the normal eye, you're gonna it, it's almost like they blended perspective with isometric normally with mm-hmm. isometric you know everything's at a 45 degree angle but you're also kind of looking at it from a top down so perspective isn't usually an issue but it's kind of like they they blended the two together to make make it more surreal than what it, what it really is
4: and that's only for inside uh inside scenes outside it's always uh isometric
5: yeah 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 so so yeah that's, that's what you were saying
4: it's even more weird <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
5: So I sort of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you do, yeah. sort of.
1: <laughs> uh, did, did did we miss somebody on that go around? Uh, Sam, have we heard from Sam? Have not heard from Sam lately?
3: <laughs> you know what? Um, I love the graphics. I like that they're, um, they're kind of cutesy. Mm-hmm. Like compared to something like Final Fantasy VI or IV, um, you just see the the. Um, the sprites and they're they're just so colorful and they kind of pop out on the screen mm-hmm. kind of like that. I mean, I don't know as much about graphics as let's say Tom there, but uh I don't know, I've always liked them and I I still think they hold up, especially I mean if you were to port it to like the DS or something. I don't see why they wouldn't hold up.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
3: Sorry, I'm not as graphically inclined as everybody else.
5: <laughs> um, can we also talk about how how strange some of the characters look? Like, uh, what is it? <laughs> your next door neighbor's wife is one of them. They're how it's just oh, like the couch. giant yeah. eyes, yeah,
1: the face. eyes and the, and the lips. Uh, what's up with that?
5: <laughs> it's so strange, but it it works. It's it's like someone did it in, in Microsoft Paint, but yeah, yeah, it works for some reason. Well, is she well, the only character
1: with yeah. lips? No, I. I
2: I saw other ones with
1: lips.
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: We should Big. mention that there is a recurring sprite that strongly resembles uh, the best-known character from the A-Team. Oh, oh yes, yeah.
3: yes, Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all over
2: the place in Earthbound. I guess the developers really like the A-Team.
3: Clearly. He's Mr. T. Nobody messes with Mr. T. Pity fool
2: with my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I pity oh, the God. fool who doesn't play Earthbound. <laughs>
3: Um, Some of the other characters had some pretty neat designs I mean, uh, Pokey Pokey Uh, Pokey is just, he's so round Like a ball, but he's still a jerk But you could probably kick him And he'd be a great rubber ball That's what I think I don't know, Pokey, it was just Fun to compare Pokey was—it's his little brother Am I right in saying that? Yeah, Pokey Yeah, Pinky's like stick skinny, isn't he? Picky Picky yeah, I don't no, know. I the whole, both, uh... Aren't
5: they both rotund?
3: No, maybe you're right. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, the, that whole family—they're all supposed to be plump, though, right? Oh yes. <laughs> I, I always like the interaction between um, Pokey's family and your family, like Ness's family, um, mostly because you know, Pokey doesn't actually ever see himself as being fat. I mean, even when he talks about. You know who he is as a person and stuff. Um, you know he thinks of himself quite highly, as being a very attractive individual. <laughs> I also like Jeff. Jeff's design is absolutely adorable. He's got those giant glasses, and they look like they're gonna make his head fall off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, trying to think who else has a great. And then I was gonna mention, what about Apple Kid and Orange Kid? They had some really cool designs, too. Like, Apple Kid's hair was shaped like an apple, and <laughs> Orange Kid was supposed to look like an orange. Um, Earthbound just had some really bizarre ideas, and I don't know what the designer was smoking, but, <laughs> Jesus, just some of these uh, designs are crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, blue cows. <laughs> 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 and yeah, how that's about, scary. How about those cute little
2: monkeys that Jeff interacts with?
3: <laughs> I love the monkeys! <laughs> They're so funny. (laughs) Um, Or Dungeon
2: Man. Dungeon Man has a unique look.
3: (laughs) Oh man, and Frank. You know, Frank. Frank's got a mullet. Frank has a (laughs) mullet, and Frank is the hardest boss in the game up until like the final boss. (laughs) I had so much trouble with Frank. He's tough. I felt so stupid. (laughs) Oh, Frank made me hate my life for a while.
5: seems like a lot of the fights in Earthbound, you sort of just get lucky, like, the, the enemy will be just absorbed in their own activities, like, whatever, changing their pants or something, and you just end up killing him.
3: Yeah, I've... You know what, I mean, I usually had to do most of the boss fights at least twice, just because something would happen, either someone would get hit with a lucky critical, or... I don't know, I just never had a lot of luck.
5: <laughs> you mean a smash...
3: A smash! smash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what it was about the combat in this game. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but you're right, it sounds like a lot of the fights were just pure luck in most cases. Well, talk- one
2: thing that did to help you out a whole lot was the rolling hit point meter, because sometimes you would take a deadly hit, but if you just spammed on the attack button and managed to kill it before all your hit points rolled down, <laughs> you'd still survive.
3: Yeah. Well, sometimes you get lucky enough, what was it that they'd give you like one hit point just before possible death, yeah, 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 see they don't have that in mother one,
4: and your h p rolled rolled out i mean you you didn't lose them at once you you could yeah. heal yourself before dropping to zero, yep, so, so, that was a good thing, too
1: and talk about that a little bit was was the did y'all did y'all find the, the i mean it definitely had a lot of character great music we we all agree on that uh the graphics were were stylish and unusual um, how was the co- i mean you know how was the combat aside from the colorful text was it actually fun to play and go through or was it just something you slosh through to get to the to the next city
2: i would put it a cut above partly for the rolling hit point meter, partly for a good encounter system, especially when you found really weak things that you could automatically kill and still get the rewards from. No, one, no other game has done that, to my knowledge, of letting you automatically kill weak enemies and still get the reward. Uh. Um, and yeah, it was pretty dynamic, especially when you found several enemies together and you were trying to get one of them separated or else they would all join together and be a whole lot more trouble than by themselves. Uh, And yeah, also, just the sheer variety of what you're going to fight and the weird things they're going to do to you, instead of just pounding you into the dirt, they're going to emit horrible stenches at you, or deposit a gigantic pile of disgusting ooze at your feet, or I don't know. Do those things actually
1: have combat implications?
2: No, but it mm. makes for a much more interesting setup than Ness attacked uh, the spooky ghost attacked him back. Ness attacked again. The spooky ghost attacked him back. It it would be a lot more dry without that. Yeah,
4: because there are no graphics. It's you you, you don't you do not see the characters hitting each other or or you don't see Ness swinging the bat or the enemy. Uh, doing anything so i think that the text is is necessary here and that's why it's so interesting
5: no did
1: did yeah and did you did you find the battles were particularly strategic or
5: difficult i think well, the great. combat sorry go ahead Tom. i think the combat is actually pretty hard in earthbound like especially when you're going between like you know, a, a typical type of area where you're sort of going from area to area, um, you know, from town to town or something like that. Like the sort of the grinding type fights, I found them to be pretty challenging, even if you grind. Um, but once you get to a certain point, then they become incredibly easy um, because you can you're up such high level that you'll just automatically win a fight. So it's kind of weird in that way in that the fights can be really hard where you can almost get killed by like a regular enemy and then it'll like change like it once you level up a few times
4: does anybody else have
5: a similar experience
4: yeah well I
2: I found definitely oh go ahead Max
4: I found the beginning was pretty hard I mean with the the mice and uh, the little bugs they were pretty strong for the beginning I mean you're alone I think you do have the heal spell I'm not sure but you're pretty weak against Anyway, I from what I remember from my experience, it was quite hard uh, in the first
5: cave. Yeah, definitely. You do have that heal spell, but your 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 uh your what is it? What's this PP stand for? Like your magic power- points?
3: Yeah, oh, just
5: power points. Oh. Yeah, your power points are pretty low.
3: And oh, it was easy to drain those right at the beginning.
1: Yeah, and when you've got when you've got three things beating on you and you're by yourself, uh you know, casting up a heal and then they take off half of what you just healed it becomes yeah. a battle of uh losing a losing battle of attrition real quick. Yeah, well, one and of the, the... Mice.
3: Oh, sorry Max. Go. No, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say one of the the biggest uh, I guess, you know, not so much a problem, but it was definitely frustrating is the fact that you'll go for long stretches in this game without finding a place to heal, uh gather items and it does get to a point sometimes where You will be low on, you know, supplies and you will get your butt handed to you if you're not careful. And I remember it used to drive me crazy just because, you know, I'd be like, okay, where's a town? I need a town, need to get items and, uh, you know, one combat and poof, I was done like dinner. Mm -hmm. It was one of the more frustrating aspects of the game for me. But I still like the combat a lot. But having those types of moments, especially after the fact that, you likely also haven't saved makes it even more frustrating <laughs> so <laughs> the limited sorry.
2: inventory is also kind of problematic there because especially when you're alone Ness can hold it's a total of 12 items including his equipment right? yes so if you're, if you're depending on the items to help you out then they're going to run out pretty fast
5: especially because you have to carry your ATM card, the soundstone your map, your four pieces of equipment inventory is like the worst part of the game for me.
2: Yeah, you You can always call Escargo Express to come get some of it, but there are certain things you just don't want to let go of.
3: Oh, and you know what? Even having Paula, like once you get to Paula, it does make it slightly easier, but not by much, because even she's limited to the amount that she can carry, and she also has just as low as PP as, you know, Ness does at the beginning of the game as well. So while it's great like to have a healer if she, she's weak <laughs> So I mean it makes it really Problematic even having two characters You know and you're trying to See how much inventory they can both hold I mean It stays problematic throughout the entire game Unfortunately um, And I mean Pooh can heal too But again you're not likely Going to use Pooh for healing Because you need to use his PP for all the, the power moves That he has Those aren't
5: the default names, are they? Oh yes, they are. They are. Oh, Oh, okay. They are
3: the default names. It's Paula, Pooh, Jeff, and Ness. That's that's amazing. Yes, he's Prince Pooh, and he's absolutely awesome. (laughs)
5: Because that's the name I would have given him anyway.
3: Really? (laughs) No joke.
5: Probably, probably. (laughs) I have a maturity problem. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom when you, when you start naming your um, Harvest Moon characters Really awkward names like Rad On a far out farm It's okay, far farm. I get it <laughs> I get the maturity level thing
5: <laughs> Cool <laughs> But yeah, the inventory sucks
3: Yes, yes it does
1: so was there? Was that probably the weakest part of the game? Was the inventory management?
5: I'd say so. And the no, sometimes, gonna... and sometimes I have to grind.
1: Do you feel that? Do you? Do y'all feel like? I mean, for what little I played, I, I'm not sure I could answer this question in the positive. But do you feel that that Earthbound laid down groundwork for anything later on, aside from Mother Three, which? We'll probably never make it here. Um, was, was there any other games that you felt uh, after Earthbound that took some inspiration from one of the good aspects of, of the game?
3: Um, I've I, got Island one.
4: Biddy.
3: I do have one. <laughs> Contact on the DS. No, no. Uh, no. no? You disagree, Tom? No, or I, I, Max? <laughs>
4: yeah, I, di- I disagree. I'm do sorry. You know
3: what? I haven't played enough of it yet, but I, I do like the, the style on contact. I mean it's definitely not the same as Earthbound. But the style stylistically I think it was definitely like an Earthbound inspired game. I agree on that. That's what I meant, not so much the actual plot or anything, because I'm noticing the plot's a little Yeah one
4: <laughs> yeah the game
1: the i i've played i played contact for a few hours um the game gameplay mechanics are clearly different the story is is clearly different but you're right as far as thematic concerns and whatnot, the the surreal the feeling that you're in something a little bit more surreal definitely um
3: definitely feels like it could have been inspired by earthbound the thing that i thought was weird with contact though is that um, it actually also does the exact same thing that earthbound does which is ask you you know your favorite food, your favorite mm. um, your favorite thing to do, mm. which you know, almost feels like a direct I don't want to say rip-off, but it is in some ways. But, though again, I never got far enough that I knew entirely what those things meant. Um, I just thought it was kind of bizarre that contact chose to include something like that, because it does feel like it's directly taken right from Earthbound.
4: Yeah, but, but you know, I, I bought Contact because I thought it would be very similar to Earthbound, the same spirit and everything, and I was really dis- disappointed with that. So that's oh, why I'm I can't sorry really to hear that. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm um, not sure if I will someday, but uh, yeah, I was disappointed with Contact. You know, yeah. I played
3: about an hour and I wasn't sure how I felt about it either. Like, <laughs> Like I said, stylistically definitely has the Earthbound vibe, but like, with the thematics and everything, it's definitely its own game, but it didn't feel fun the way that Earthbound did.
4: Yeah, I think Um, that's the... the It was
3: lacking the element of of fun. I mean, the localization from what I did play was cute, but it, again, it, it didn't have the same kind of bizarro world humor that you've come to expect from something like Earthbound. Um even just the characters there was something that felt very flat that kind of made me stop playing in some ways and i i mean i'm one of the weirdos on staff who plays rpgs for the story aspect and you know (laughs) for the dialogue um and this is one of those cases where i i shut my ds because i wasn't sure how i was feeling afterwards (laughs) (laughs) but i definitely do in some ways side with what max is saying i mean it's it's one of those games where you look at it and go, oh, it looks like Earthbound, and then you play it and realize that it's like, oh, I got my hopes up too high on this one, didn't I? <laughs> mm. But that's the only example I can think of that has any sort of semblance to Earthbound, or you know, has. I don't know. I don't. I can't think of anything else really. Yeah, I mean, to say that's a good example is, you know, not really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got nothing really. It seems like Earthbound, particularly over here, uh, didn't do as well. Well, it seems to do okay in Japan, but not here. And for whatever reason, maybe because Nintendo is so sensitive about its intellectual property, nobody ever dared try to rip it off too much.
1: And I'll say, I mean, and, and yeah, maybe I, 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 you know, I, I think commercially, did, I don't think Earthbound did that great, did it, on the Super you Nintendo.
2: Know. Uh, no, particularly uh, given how hard Nintendo pushed it
1: yeah and it's you know and I'll, and I'll tell you um, none of y'all kind of went through this but I, I kind of recollect the marketing and stuff for it uh, just a little bit I mean I remember seeing it was on the covers of the Nintendo Power and in the store it had a the box was unusual and it, it stuck right out and, and I was an RPG fan at the time but um, but just like everybody you know money was kind of scarce and and so when I took a look at it, I I just thought it, it it looked really really weird. Um, it looked like an RPG, but it looked so far out in left field. I I thought that it might be one of these uh one of these cheap uh cheap short shallow RPG knockoffs that were kind of flooding
2: the market back in the day. Um, so you, you so uh, advertising fast. Uh, does everybody remember that ad? This game stinks with the smell pad that you scratch. Yeah, vaguely.
4: <laughs> yeah, I still ha- I still have them.
1: <laughs> so unfortunately, I passed it up, and the first time I saw Ness was in Super S- one of the Super Smash Brothers games or something. So, ooh yeah.
2: But Actually,
3: uh, I, I was gonna say I loved when Super Smash Brothers came out because I remember at the time when all my friends bought it and they're like, "Who the hell is Ness?" and I was like, "Yeah, don't." But yeah. <laughs> I mean I was one of the Weird kids that did know Who Ness was But it was like You know As soon as they saw Who Ness was It was like They all had to go Investigate afterwards mm. And see who this Ness character was And I mean Same thing happened When uh, with The one on the Wii When they put Lucas in it From Mother 3 And everybody was like Okay Who's this kid And it's like He's from Mother 3 Which we're never Gonna get But he's special Enough to be here <laughs> <laughs> He's pardon my French.
2: <laughs> Lucas is very special.
3: Oh, I love Lucas. I think he's adorable. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, it's
1: my favorite word tonight. <laughs> there we go. Um Silk Silk Tail from uh from our RPG boards ask uh and I, I don't know how well y'all can answer these questions, um, but we'll give it a shot. How the first Mother Three game could have been released on the NES and the prototype. Do y'all any of y'all know anything about this?
5: There's um there's an article on lost levels about it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I don't obviously I don't know if anybody really knows the truth, but uh, supp- supposedly um someone at Nintendo had a prototype made and it was possibly to look at. They wanted to release it on the NES, and then somebody uh, a, a group ended up buying the prototype cartridge and then they dumped it into a into a ROM, and then spread it onto the internet so everybody could play it.
3: Hmm. Um, Um, Go ahead. From what I understand, um, just from reading a lot of uh, different sources, I mean, there was a a point where they did want to localize the first game, but it's also a problem of the game at the time, if they had localized it, um, the Super Nintendo was already out. So what's the point in releasing an NES game when, you know, the Super NES is out and that's what Nintendo's pushing at the time? And they well, were already not only had... That,
5: not only that they wanted to, but they did localize it.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's true, they did. <laughs>
5: well, supposedly.
3: Supposedly, right. So, I mean, if you think about, you know, being Nintendo, I mean, would you release an NES game when, you know... You've already got the Super Nintendo out, and you've already started planning doing Earth, uh, you know, Mother Two. I mean, seems it, to me, anyways, it seems logical to scrap the project. I mean, even though it probably would have been so interesting, and I actually have played a little bit of Mother One, and um, I mean, it's it's definitely different, and it's definitely a lot harder uh, than Earthbound is. <laughs> mm. One thing,
2: I don't know if we'll ever get any confirmation on this because Nintendo just doesn't say, but could it be that the big burn they took on all the Dragon Warriors for NES had a a factor into this? As in they didn't want to release any more RPGs for the NES since they'd already done such a bad job at estimating demand for the Dragon Warriors?
3: You know what? I mean, it could be a possibility. Um, I mean... At the time, I mean, Nintendo wasn't doing very well at marketing really any of the RPGs that they were getting from Japan. I mean, the only one I think I ever remember seeing as a little kid being heavily marketed was Final Fantasy.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: That will always be the one that you know gets you know the the big stamp of approval. <laughs> I mean, they were taking chances with things like Dragon Warrior, um, and then later with the Super Nintendo with Earthbound. But I mean, I don't think they knew kind of where their target audience was. And I still think to this day, Nintendo still has a problem with trying to figure out who their target audience is with some of the stuff they localize. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, look at Glory of Heracles. That one, like, went right under the radar. Nobody knew anything about it. And, you know, it's one of those games where they could have promoted it and made it something to be acknowledged, and they didn't. No, Why does make it sense sound to... like Sega? <laughs> they
2: <But, but, laughs> fossil, uh... fire. fossil fires, too. Yep. Yeah.
5: Nintendo was pretty, um, didn't they make, like, Star Tropics, like, one of their sort of key little side franchises?
3: I believe they did, And Tom. that's
5: pretty, I, I mean, I know it's not really sort of like Earthbound, but it's, that is kind of a weird game also, if you ever played Star Tropics, And, uh, so I don't know why they would, like, go for that and, like, sort of just leave Mother out.
2: Well, you know,
3: it's a understanding fight.
2: Nintendo is, uh, kind of a fool's errand. <laughs> It'll never happen.
3: Probably. I mean, it's it's disappointing, you know, that we never did get any more Mother games. At the same time, I mean, the Mother, you know, fan community is is so madly in love with it that they pulled their own strings for everybody. Um, I mean, not that we condone the usage of ROMs, but you know, there are people <laughs> who went out of their way to, you know, translate these ROMs so that people could play them.
1: RPGamer.com does not pre- or does not encourage the use of illegal
5: ROMs, hacks, or any other emulators. Thank you. It's just <laughs> kind of the only way to play Mother. Yeah,
3: yeah. Unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately, no, no, and that's that's a shame. I mean, you you think they could find a way to get around some of this stuff and, and get it out there and put it on the virtual console? Uh, and I mean, they could even charge you know higher than normal price, and people would snatch it right up.
3: Absolutely. That's but, the one thing
1: I don't understand.
3: Well, that. There's a lot of, again, rumors of what they think um, is the reason as to why they can't put it on virtual console. Part of it has to do with the music. Mm -hmm. The music, you know, there's a lot of music that comes from other places where Nintendo would have to pay a hefty, hefty amount to get, you know, the rights to again.
2: Yeah, Um, I hear that the estate of John Lennon and Paul McCartney takes issue with its work being used without payment.
3: Yeah... And um, I mean, that's obviously one of the big reasons. I don't know other than that why else they possibly wouldn't put it on virtual console.
4: Well, they they have a pretty big um, article about it on uh, Starman.net. I don't know if you guys checked it before or something, but they they had uh, a very big—I uh, don't know how to call it—but <laughs> it's it's huge uh, about why. Uh, Earthbound wouldn't be released on Virtual console and why mother tree wasn't uh released here and stuff like that it's that's a pretty long read actually they they, they did so many things to to have those both um those two games but it it never worked and uh if if you're interested starman dot net they have so many information about it it's crazy.
2: Well, Tom and Sam, uh, speaking of Mother 1, I know you two have played it a bit, and I don't know about Max, but this one I actually haven't touched, so any information you have on it would be interesting.
3: Do you want to go, Tom, or me?
5: Um, you go.
3: Okay, because I actually just played it a couple hours ago, so uh, do you guys just want like a little bit of an overview? Because uh, I can give you that. I played about Maybe two hours of it And I didn't get very far Where did you get uh, to? I am supposed to be um, Trying to save the mayor's daughter Out of paddock
5: Okay, I just got to the part I got a, a, the little canary And I was couldn't figure out who to give it to
3: <laughs> Okay, so you're a little bit Further than I am
5: <laughs> Oh really? Okay
3: Not much, but just a, just a, a hair ahead of me Um so, the plot of Mother One um is fairly simple um from what we gather at the beginning. Uh it's about this m- the story begins with the story about a young married couple in rural America who have mysteriously vanished and you know, after 2 years, only the husband actually returns. His wife has stayed completely vanished. Nobody's ever heard of where she, like where they went and he's never once spoken about um, this supposed vanishing um as the story goes on it it actually opens kind of the same way that you know we know in Mother Two, where you have the option to rename all your characters, pick your favorite food um but what ends up happening is the first screen that you see uh is your main character, and in Japan they refer to him as a niten so for purposes I'm gonna call him Naten. Uh, you wake up in Naten's room and all of a sudden there's a flying lamp. And this lamp is chasing you around the room, and you you go up to it, you approach to it, and you get into a battle. And pretty much you find out in the first battle that you have psychic abilities. As you go on after you finish the battle, Um, You know, you're going around your house, you're realizing that there's all this paranormal activity, and you can't quite figure out what's going on. Your sister's being attacked by a doll. Your other sister's being attacked by a lamp. Mom's screaming in, you know, the living room. And you can't quite pinpoint what it is that's exactly going on. Um, But as you explore your house after, you know, you you kill the enemy, um, you find a music box. And this music box has uh, a melody and Niten's, the whole goal in Ninten's game is that he uh, is collecting eight melodies that will supposedly stop this paranormal activity. It's kind of similar to like the landmarks, and uh, well, it is the same as the Earth, uh, the landmarks in Mother 2. Um, and that being said, I mean, I didn't get very far. I got to where I was told to go to the basement, collect some items, learn about what my grandfather's you know encounter was, and then I was set off on my journey. And then I died so many times. I wanted to cry.
5: (laughs) Did you fight a hippie or no?
3: I did fight a hippie. (laughs) I also found. The hippies are hard. (laughs) Mostly because they'll try to, like, they'll say, like, um, one of their attacks is that they'll use a megaphone and try to call your mom. And they hope that you'll fall for it.
5: Yeah, no, they say, uh, they use the bullhorn. Use a bullhorn, and he says, "Uh, Your mom's calling you. And that's either you believe it, it or you don't If you believe it, your power goes down But if you don't believe it, your power like goes way up And you can kill him in one hit
3: Yeah, I never got um, I never fell for it So that's the first I've heard of that I always got very lucky And, and you know, Niten would never fall for it And he'd just, you know, slam those hippies down um, I think the farthest enemy encounter that I got Was uh, a zombie Gangster which was really weird um, lots of bats the bats kind of like to chase me a lot too so that's about really all I can say about Mother 1 I mean it still has you know your same four characters and um, you know I believe Gigas isn't it or Gigas or I can't say the main enemy's name and I'm kind of embarrassed um, and I don't know Tom like what was your experience I mean I, like I said I didn't play enough of it Clearly, to have a clear mind on it. <laughs> uh,
5: well, I thought you know, for an NES game, it's pretty well, uh, pretty well put together. There was a little bit of, of wandering that you would do, and uh, the combat did seem kind of hard. But I mean, in all those RPGs back then, you had to you had to grind up levels. So, um, but as far as you know, is it pretty much just Earthbound in and on the NES? I would say. Yeah, it is because uh, the music is, you know, the, the same in many areas. Um, the battle system is the same. It's got the same weird little quirks like we were talking about with the bullhorn attack and the weird enemies, like the first enemy you fight is a lamp, a living lamp. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. It was interesting. It's still the, the dialogue wasn't quite making me laugh as much, but it was still pretty humorous.
3: It so. definitely had a a lot of differences. I mean, the original mother game, uh one thing that's very distinctive about it is that it's random encounter based. As opposed to an Earthbound right. where you actually have enemies on screen. Um and it does in some ways make a difference in, in how the combat plays out because again you don't also have the rolling HP. Um the menu the uh, the combat's a lot more standard, I found. And um you really do start out with a really sad amount of power points. Like even as I was leveling I felt like the power points weren't even going up enough that it mattered.
5: <laughs> and the random encounter rate is so here or there too. Like sometimes you'll you'll encounter like five battles in a row and then sometimes you'll be able to get away for a while. Yeah. Without one.
3: Yeah. It's it's definitely unpredictable um for the most part. I mean, at least you know, I mean by comparison in Earthbound you know you had the enemies on screen but you always had just enough space that if you knew you couldn't fight them at least you could run away which uh i d- definitely liked more um like i found found Mother one it's it's definitely very old school in some ways um just with how the encounters work um but that being said i mean i definitely noticed that you don't have the uh enemies doing unite attacks on you like you do in mother 2
1: now I remember Chrono Trigger was the first uh, RPG I played where that I can remember where I saw enemies on the screen that I could choose whether or not to fight. But Earthbound came out before that, right? Uh, yeah.
2: and, I think,
1: so. and I believe so.
2: Did. Yes, it came out in '94 in Japan.
1: So was was Earthbound the first game you think that introduced that element, or was there another one before that I just never got around to? Uh, you know, I'm uh, trying to
3: think. Um
1: Trivia. That's <laughs> a <dun>. tricky question. <laughs> um, well, we'll we'll mine. throw that out there to our forum posters. <laughs> you know, say <they> probably no. <laughs> you know what, guys. In my is not a po- computer. post post yeah, it's kinda late for us. Post post <laughs> your answer on the forum and the first person who posts the right answer gets brownie points in RPG Heaven or something. Okay. <laughs> 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 Woohoo! Now everyone will post for those free brownie points. Yeah. Um uh, sure. I wanna thank you. I wanna say just thanks to Silktail for uh, putting that question out there. I also wanna say thanks to the um other forum posters because there was definitely a lot of good feedback on the first episode that we appreciate. Um, don't have time, unfortunately, to, to, read, uh, to read some of the comments uh, on, on air. But uh, I just wanted to say thanks to uh, those people who, who gave us a shout-out and told us what they liked and they didn't like, and we're definitely reading and listening to all of your comments. So uh, feel free to write lots of comments about this show, too. So uh, before we, we head off to the next section, is there anything else you guys can think of that we haven't covered about the uh, first two with Browns?
3: Anything that comes to mind? Mm. No. I think we should talk about the ending Of Mother 2 And how you do it Because I'm sure a lot of people had a lot of problems At first figuring out how you were supposed to be uh, Gigas
1: <laughs> An RPG backtrack says that If you don't like spoilers <laughs> on our show Sucks to be you <laughs> Go
3: ahead Sam, the disclosure's been done <laughs> I love you so much <laughs> No problem um, Okay, so As I mentioned before on the Lunar podcast, um, Lunar was one of the games, and I'm I'm just derailing to Lunar just to use it as an example. But I remember talking to Mike and Michael about how um, you fight, you know, Althena and you go up the stairs, and Alex, you know, gets shot with lightning every time he doesn't play Zocarina. Earthbound has the same situation, um, because after you fight Pokey and then you fight Gigas, you have to fight Gigas again. And. You'll start to realize that your attacks aren't really doing anything. So, you know, you you check all your moves. You know, Jeff has all his rocket launchers. Rocket launchers do nothing. Pooh uses his psi abilities. They do nothing. So who's left to actually attack? Well, you got Paula, and Paula, who has the most useless move up until the end of the game, finally gets to use her move. And the only way to defeat Gigas is by praying. <laughs>
1: The power of... I knew I went to church before this for some reason. Now I know why.
3: (laughs) But you know what? Earthbound, you know, did something unique with that. I mean, yes, it was kind of one of those moments where you scratched your head and you're going like, okay, you know, I've used all my healing items. I'm going to die. How how do I, you know, stay standing? And then all of a sudden, I mean, I remember this boss fight took me like two tries because I had no idea what to do. And I didn't want to ask anybody because, you know... I wanted to do it for myself and finally I just I hit the pray button and then you got you know your special cutscenes for all of that for all the people you've helped along the way and I'm thinking to myself you know how cool is this that you know your final boss isn't beaten by you know simply pounding the A button you actually had to use a move that you likely would never have thought to use in the game to kill the final boss and that's why, like, why I was comparing it to Lunar. It's the same thing. It's mm. one of those moments where you're scratching your head and going, "Why, you know, why is Althena killing me? Why is the boss not dying?" Mm-hmm. And you're just scratching your head and you're going, "What am I doing wrong?" And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just they're asking you to do something obscure that maybe you're not thinking of right away. And I, I, I do love Earthbound for that. I mean, as much as I was so mad the entire time that I couldn't figure out what was going on until I hit the pray button, but. You know, it's definitely unique. I think, and not many games do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I don't know if that means anything to anyone else, but. And
1: and since you're done with your spoiler, I need you to do the closing spoiler disclaimer.
3: Oh.
1: All angry fan mail can be sent to Nix at RPGamer.com.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I get most of the hate mail. Okay. Okay, just Cause checking. I'm, I'm at editor at RPGamer.com.
1: Very. If you're upset by this spoiler on this podcast Please send it to editor at rpgamer.com
3: Oh god <laughs> Okay,
1: all covered We're we're covered with the legal department now oh Okay, well now I'm glad you covered that Because uh, actually that was part of that question uh, That they asked on the boards And I wasn't quite sure if we had already touched base on it Because I know we talked a little bit about the, the final boss already And whatnot, so I'm glad you went over that All righty. Well, that's it uh, for our Earthbound discussion. It is now time for Mike's Import Corner.
2: We're talking about Earthbound here, and if you play Mother Three, you will instantly recognize this is the sequel to Earthbound. None of the sprites are the same except for well, I spotted Mr. T running around a little bit there. Pity the Fool Everybody Pity the Fool And But almost all the sprites are new, and yet they look exactly like sprites that came out of Earthbound. So the look of the game is It's like the spe- it's like the twin of Earthbound. But the structure is very different. You know Lucas is the hero of this game, but you don't actually get to play as Lucas for a long time. Your first chapter is, in fact, as his dad, Flint. Flint, who just so happens to have a cowboy hat and a bandana and an unshaven look so that he looks somewhat like another guy with L-I-N-T and a different letter at the start of his name. I shouldn't mention that fellow's name, because uh, he might actually be listening in the off-chance. So you play as Flint in the first chapter, and in the second chapter, you play as a guy named Duster. I didn't know he was supposed to be named Duster. I named him Wimpy, because he looked just like a guy who would say, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. And... (laughs) Yeah, you you have to steal something with him and he meets up with the princess and then that chapter ends. In the next chapter, you're playing as a monkey. You play as the monkey Salsa who is being tormented by this very nasty guy named Yokuba who likes to shock him electrically all the time and also eat bananas in front of him and then toss the banana peels everywhere because he's just a jerk that way. <laughs> um, And then it's only in the fourth chapter that you finally get to play as Lucas after... Three years have passed, <laughs> and everybody will be glad to know that yes, Mr. Saturn returns. Along with, um, in the final chapter of the game, you will meet the true mastermind. It's not Yokuba, the guy who's been throwing the bananas around and tormenting your monkey, and it's not these evil pigmen. These are the these are the bad guys you fight most of the time. They. They look more like the guys from George Romero's The Crazies, but they sound like pigs. (laughs) They squeal squeal a lot. But only in the final chapter will you meet the true mastermind, Pokey. Yes. Pokey is back. And he wants to unseal the dragon that's under Nowhere Island because he thinks he can use its power for whatever. And that involves him uh, getting all the Mad Gypsies. Get it? Mad Gypsies? Ahaha uh-huh. Who all look like transvestite men but they but think they're beautiful, so whatever. Um They've all been guarding something some dragon that lurks under the land and Pokey wants it and Pokey is in fact in a gigantic time warp so that by the time you finally get to him he well, he looks like he's in suspended animation or something. <laughs> Oh, and in order to get to Pokey, you have to go through his toilet dungeon, which is something I've never seen before.
3: Ew. Also, you save with...
2: You don't save with your dad in this one, because you just played as your dad. You save with frogs. There are frogs hopping around all over Mother 3, and some of them are a little interesting. Like the butterfly frog. Or the... The snake frog. There were some other interesting frogs.
5: Is your dad still in the game?
2: He's in there and he starts talking after the first chapter, because you don't actually play as him again. He doesn't talk during the chapter when you do play as him. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and combat is pretty much... Again, you will think, gosh, this could have come right out of Earthbound although some of the enemies are even more bizarre. There's this freaky thing that has the head and legs of an ostrich sticking out of the head of an elephant. Or there's a cross between a hammerhead shark and a kangaroo so you get a little hammerhead joey in the pocket. Yeah, and you get the same psychedelic backdrops only different ones. One of them looks like a recolored version of matrix text. One thing that has changed sadly is that you can no longer kill things automatically if you are super strong. Oh. You, can o- you can run over them and get out without a fight, but you don't get anything for doing that. Um, so, so overall would you say would you say that this 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 one is
1: an improvement over the last one? Over over Earthbound?
2: I'd call it ever so slightly less. This is this is a very slight gradation down, mostly cuz the combat you is a little bit different. Uh there's also this timed combo hit that you're supposed to be able to do. Where if you time your button presses to the beat, you can string some extra hits out on the enemies, and I find it really hard to do regularly. Yeah, me too. Um, it's kind of random, yeah. I find. It, yeah, maybe I just don't hard. have enough sense of rhythm or something.
4: <laughs> well, I, I think it's supposed to. You're supposed to time them with the um, the monsters' breath or something, like when you uh, not not their breath, but their um, heartbeat. But when you put them to sleep, they they have a a different beat. I think you're supposed to follow that one, and not the music's yeah. beat. But Which anyway,
2: means we'll practice uh, using whatever that item is that lets you practice on enemies you fought before until you get it right. Yeah, and that that's not as much fun. But it's it's an awesome game. Sadly, Nintendo had given up on the Game Boy Advance seemingly by '06, so we're probably never going to see an official translation of it. But that didn't stop all the legions of Earthbound fans who went ahead and translated it anyway, and you can find that... Well, there's a full translation written up on GameFAQs, or you can do the ROM thing, whichever. It's easy to it's easy to figure out how to play this game. Oh, and I would like to say that unlike so many Game Boy Advance games that had that cruddy audio thing, the music in this is awesome. Although, does again, it, probably... Uh, does have, right. hmm?
5: Is it similar to... Uh a uh, Mother 1 and 2, or does it have different tunes, or...?
2: The extraterrestrial theme that you hear whenever Ness is around a flying saucer or something like that, that seems to be the same in this one, but most music is brand new. There's one battle track that sounds like Chuck Berry tuning up. There's another that sounds like a drummer before the band has actually started playing, just testing whether his drums are working. There's another that sounds like something Wagner could have composed. There's an enormous variety of it, and it's all really high quality, especially for the Game Boy Advance speakers. Nice. <laughs> and, and not that we would ever
1: condone such atrocious behavior, but is this uh, available on the
2: emulator? <clears throat> you know, I believe there are easy ways of playing it on your computer, should you wish to do that in English. In English, that's what I was trying to get at. I mean, obviously, if you want the Japanese, you could probably import it or something. How, did you import the? I'm, I'm assuming you
1: you imported a Japanese card.
2: I did. And and, uh, and there is the translation on Game Facts, which I just scrolled along with whenever I needed to. Because uh-huh. yeah, I can understand some Japanese, but it's a lot faster just read it on the computer screen. Um and um, oh, uh,
1: how how roughly when did how long ago did you get that?
2: I bought it two three years ago i'm not quite sure i've had it for a while
1: hmm. and how much was it roughly
2: i want to say something like 30 to 40 somewhere in that range which is a little less than you get it for now now it's more like 50 well that's not too bad at all especially when compared to the price of earthbound <laughs> probably comes from it only having a japanese release
1: okay any any other questions for our panel about uh mother three
2: well, Max, you played it. You played it too. So, anything that I haven't mentioned, in ah, November, go for it.
4: Uh, well, I'm. I I haven't finished it yet, but the um, the fan translation is really good. Um, I suggest if anyone wants to play it, you should you should um, look for it because it's really good, and uh, the game itself, like like Mike said, it's it's really uh, like another Hurtbound. It's, it's like the the second one you wanted, so I- if you liked it, definitely you should try it. If you, I mean, if you liked Earthbound, you should definitely try Mother Tree.
2: It looks like Silktail wanted us to mention how it was originally planned for the N64, which would have been fun because the yeah. N64, let's face it, really needed some RPGs. <laughs>
4: Yeah, and I remember the, um, the screenshots they showed in, in the magazine back then, and I was very excited about it because, obviously, I wanted to play it, and then it it, it never was.
2: Yeah, it, the screenshots I've seen look interesting, but they don't necessarily look like a sequel to Mudder. And I guess that was their big problem, translating that series into 3D, and then they just... Dropped it and went with 2D again, and the result speaks for itself.
4: Yeah, it, it was a good choice, I think. In ret- retrospect, I think it's it's the best they they could do.
1: Well, sweet. Sounds like uh, sounds like uh, sounds like a, another uh, fun thing for the fans of uh, Mother out there. It's a shame that uh, it's a shame. This one probably will never get brought over either. Uh, that's that's. Uh, hmm. Alrighty. well um i think that's it for mother three uh we're about to wrap it up but before we do i think we've got a contest let's let's talk about contests in just a few seconds we'll be right back Mike, do you have a most awesome uh, motherly-type question for us this week? Uh, uh, Well, before you ask it, let me just tell everyone the prize this week. If you can answer, uh, last week we did give away a Castlevania game. This week we're giving away a $20 Amazon gift certificate card. Uh, The theory is that you spend this to get 2,000 Wii points so you can buy some virtual console game or something since we have no way of actually getting your mother because I'm not paying. (laughs) We're not paying $300 (laughs) for a fresh copy of the SNES version of the game. Um, So anyways, Mike, what's our question for this for this week
2: well everybody should remember how the box for earthbound is just a little bit different than all the other super nintendo boxes what i need to hear from somebody is its dimensions and i don't care if you use english measurements or metric just tell me what the measurements of the earthbound box are so there you go there's the uh <laughs> there's the multi-million dollar question
1: that'll actually win you 20 bucks so send in your uh, send in your an- where are we sending those where are they sending those answers to mike
2: Albert Odyssey at Hotmail There you go. And
1: um, is it is it the first one who gets it right still, Mike, or is there are you doing something different this time? I see no reason to change it. Okie dokie, the man has spoken. Well uh uh Mike and I we want to thank uh thank you Tom, Sam, and Max for joining us on this
2: RPG backtrack.
3: It was like
2: Yes. Any more any more final thoughts from everybody?
3: I love Mr. Saturn. <laughs> 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 boing.
2: Yeah, we, we better all say boing. Boing. Boing.
1: And of course, you can. All, you can. You can find all these wonderful uh, personalities at rpgamer.com, and of course, I'm sure they'll they'll respond to the boards uh, for any comments
2: you leave. Yeah, if you don't like what you hear, well, that's just too bad. This is what we've got, people. <laughs> as, as
1: always, you can listen to previous backtracks, leave comments and questions for our next podcast on our boards,
2: and much more at the World worldwide Web at rpgamer.com. Don't be forgetting now, uh, email comments, questions, and your trivia answers to albertodicy at com because I look at everything that comes in there. Even the stuff from Nigeria that seems to be slightly suspect. What about that mail enhancement stuff? Do you look at that too? I haven't gotten any of that in a while. I don't know
1: why. I can Maybe arrange I like
2: anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> join us join us in a few weeks for Trekking on the SNES where we talk about everyone's favoritely forgotten SNES RPG by Enix and I'm not talking Square Enix. A little title called RoboTrek.
2: That is all for this time, ladies and gentlemen. We are Signing out!